David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, we got another great show today. Yeah, We're going to have a triathlete on. I think that means a three-sport athlete. I think that's what tri means. It, or is that Greek to you? It's all Greek to me. I, I'm just trying to stay cool in this weather here. I rode six miles today. You know what? In the car? On the bike. Again, I've been doing it for the last three weeks, but I was sweating bullets. I said, you know what? If our guests can do swimming, biking, and running, I could do six miles on a bike. I'd settle for one out of three. We're going to have Sarah Haskins, who's on hold. We're going to have another great guest, legendary broadcaster Vern Lundquist later on, and Mike McCormick. But let's get to our first guest. You're more familiar with her than I am, Elliot. Yes, because I'm such a good triathlete. No, because she's from St. Louis, and I'm from St. Louis, and everybody from St. Louis knows everybody. You met her in St. Louis? No. It's Sarah Haskins, uh, two-time champion of the Chicago Triathlon, who is training out in Colorado, where she lives, which is a lot better place to be training than... Chicago when it's approaching triple digits on a regular basis. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me this afternoon. Well, thank you. So a conscious decision to be in uh, the Colorado and the Rocky Mountains and all that good stuff for training? Yeah, actually, I moved out to Colorado Springs in 2004 when I started racing professionally. And the reason for that is there's an Olympic training center here. And back then, there was a resident team program for USA Triathlon. So that's really what got me out here to Colorado Springs. And it is a great place for training. We have um, high altitudes. So when I go back down to Chicago or St. Louis to compete, I have a bit more oxygen. So I definitely like that. Now, is there something about Chicago that makes it, uh, I won't say easy for you, but you've won it a couple times? Is there something? That's yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's not easy to win a race ever, that's for sure. Um, a triathlon is always going to be hard, no matter what. But um, it's a non-drafting style race, which is a strength for mine, which means the bike is time trial. So it's by yourself or not biking in pack. And um, I just, my first race there was in 2009. I won 2009 and 2010. And I just love staying downtown right across the street from Swim Start. It makes everything so easy to be able to wake up in your hotel room and walk across the street to the race start. So training in Colorado is not a little rocky for you, but I'm bump. <laughs> Hopefully not. We get some, some hailstorms here and there. But I actually also spend half my year. Um, I, I avoid the, the rough winter weather. And uh, the past couple of years, I've spent the winters down in Florida. And now I have a second home down in Claremont. So I will be spending some time there as, as well. Okay. 
Now, in high school, you were a, a swim champ, a cross-country champ. Did you say, hmm, I've got two of these down. All i got to do is ride a bicycle, and I've been doing that since I was a kid. Is that how you got started in triathlons? Pretty much. I, I really was so busy growing up. I know a couple people mentioned, oh, you should try a triathlon, but I was so busy with swimming. And then I got into running, and I ended up running at the University of Tulsa. And um, between with a college scholarship, I don't think my parents were – eager with me starting triathlon until after I graduated, but I saw the triathlon on the Olympics in 2000 and when they were held in Sydney, Australia, and I really thought in the back of my mind, you know what, I, I really, truly feel that I can be there one day, and so when I graduated, I just wanted to keep healthy, I wanted to keep active, and I thought triathlon was a perfect fit, um, but I definitely had to, to learn on the bike, and that took a couple of years as far as learning all the technical skills that come along with it. Sarah, I see some jerseys hanging behind you. You're from St. Louis. What are you doing with a Twins jersey hanging up? <laughs> this is actually our study room. Um, my my husband uh, from Minnesota, so um, we pretty much got the whole Midwest covered. Um, uh, we actually just came from the previous Lifetime Fitness Series race in, in Minneapolis a couple weeks and so Chicago's that next race in the race to the Toyota Cup Series. But um, he, uh, believe it or not, he is a triathlete now. Well, we met through triathlon, but his background is hockey, which is pretty abnormal. Not a whole lot of hockey players translate over to triathlon. So, um, but uh, yeah, so he's from Minnesota, so he's got the, uh, I don't know if you can see, uh, the third jersey, that's his high school hockey jersey. And then, um, you know, so he's, a, he's a Twins fan, and I'm a Cardinals fan, so it uh, brings up some, some rivalries. At least they're in different divisions, so they're not, you know, playing against each other too much. You ought to start, uh, like, a quadrathlon where you have ice skating, the fourth element there, and I think, you know, you, he, you might be married to an Olympic future Olympic champion. <laughs> That's true. Throw in, well, not for me, but if they were to throw in skiing, He's a great skier, and you know, obviously on the ice, he's great. Um, he, kind of, I thought I was as decent until he kind of laughed at me when we went skiing. But being from St. Louis, you know, went down um, just that one little ski slope hill we have, um, but didn't quite quite cut it. Now, your husband is also your coach. Wait. That's how, correct. He's, how does yep. that, how does that work? Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't you can't come home and say, you know, my coach is a real jerk, or you can't go to the coach and you say, I'm having trouble with my husband. How do, how does that all work? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a couple of years ago is when he started coaching me, and he wanted to coach me the year prior to that, and I was the one that was a little bit, mm, I don't know if I want my husband. Um, but really, we we started training together and really working together as a team. And it just made sense to continue that partnership. And um, it's obviously it has its challenges, but for the most part, um, it's great because he gets to see me every day and he can evaluate my body. He knows better than any other coach how I'm feeling and what I need to do to make myself perform better and to compete to that next level. Is being a triathlete your full-time job? Mm-hmm, that's, yeah. Where do you sign up for one of those? I guess you have to be successful first, don't you? I, I guess it pays pretty well. <laughs> you know, it, it's a, I feel very fortunate that I get to race and, and compete as, as my career. Um, definitely doesn't start out that way. I think as a triathlete, you, know, you have to work your way up. And 
Um, I was fortunate enough to, I guess, be able to make it in the sport. I mean, there's a lot of, of all the professional triathletes in the U.S., I mean, probably 5 or 10% are able to make a living. So I feel very fortunate that I've been given this opportunity. Okay. What, what do you eat? What's, what's the diet? What's the workout regimen? What, you know, what calories go in and how much gets burned and all that good stuff? Well, fortunately, you know, with all the training, my appetite increases, so it's a, you know, I eat a lot. <laughs> um, but I have, that's probably becoming a high school athlete and into a collegiate athlete now into a professional athlete. Sports nutrition is one of the areas that I've really learned the most um, in the past couple years, and I, it's really, really helped my performances as far as knowing the right kinds of food to eat. I really try and make sure after a really hard workout, I fuel myself with a liquid drink so I can get in the carbohydrates and the protein and help my body recover for that next workout. Um, but, yeah, I try to eat a lot of natural foods. I try to um, stay away from processed foods as much as possible. And, um, you know, just I'm going a little bit more organic route as well with my fruits and vegetables. And, uh, yeah, obviously a treat here and there. My, probably my favorite dessert is um, ice cream or chocolate. It's <laughs> a toss-up. So do you sell advertising on your body parts, like across your body for the races? <laughs> sell advertising. No, um, kind of like the NASCAR drivers a- have it across their cars. <laughs> do you put it across your uniform? Sponsored by yeah, Hershey? Yeah, you guys or- got it. Right on, right on, the, right on the dot. We, every uh, racer has their own personal sponsor. And so we're able to um, put you know our, our sponsor's logo on our suit. So, yes, we're essentially racing um, with sponsors who, who support me and um, in the Lifetime Fitness Series, Toyota is a sponsor of mine so um, I'm able to race with Toyota and not to mention I have uh, Toyota Hybrid Camry right outside oh, here's my husband's listening here's an example <laughs> of my race suit so you can see we have our nice our, lab- our, our yep, and then I have at the bottom, I have a couple um, charities, Train for Autism and Jenny's Light, those are two charities that I support and, yeah, believe it or not, we do the whole race in this little suit. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. Uh, it keeps us cool, but, um, you know, there's not much to it. So you don't put a, a, a wetsuit on when you get in the water or anything like that? Depending on the water temperature. For professionals, if the water is colder than 68 degrees, then it's wetsuit legal. If it's warmer than 68 degrees, then that's it. I'm just wearing that suit. That's a, a tier carbon. So who makes the suit? Is it like body glove or? Yeah, it's it's a tyr tier. Yep, it's a it kind of feels like a paper suit. Way back in the day when I was a swimmer, um, we had what was called paper suits, but it's it's in their carbon collection and it's it's almost just as fast as a wetsuit, even you know without the buoyancy. It's a very very fast water repellent suit. So then when I'm getting out after the swim and I'm on the bike and run section, when I'm pouring water on me and sweating, it's very water resistant and it's, um, you know, I'm not feeling weighted down by all the water I'm throwing on myself and sweating. So okay. it's nice. I'm hoping that Chicago will be a little cooler this year. Last, I've done, the first year it was 68 degrees, so it was awesome. And last year it was about 95 degrees. So we'll see. I mean, if you come up to a day like today where it's approaching 100 degrees and there's a triathlon, yeah. do, you, do you say, 
I really enjoy triathlon, but I'm not crazy. I'm not going to kill myself. Or do you just say, I'll, I'll go until I drop? You know, you have to be smart when you're training and racing in the heat. The hottest race I've ever done was a race in Des Moines, Iowa, and back in 2007, back in June. I mean, typical another Midwest um, race. We race in the middle of the afternoon, and that's the same with the Chicago Triathlon. The pros go off at 11.30. But um, basically, you really have to concentrate on your hydration. You have to make sure you're taking in more salt. And what I personally would do is I would be a little more conservative. I'd probably start off a little bit easier than my normal, just so that I don't blow up and by the end of the race I'm not able to finish. So I would focus a little more on pacing. What countries are the best at running triathlons? That depends on, I I feel, the type of racing. Um, I2 racing, which is draft legal, which is what is in the Olympics, so what you will see in London next year. I have to say the Australians have been extremely dominant. And on the women's side, um, actually, there was a race this past weekend in Germany. The top three women were all from Australia, and their first names were all Emma. <laughs> so I guess if your name's Emma from Australia, you're a triathlete, you're going to have some success. But, um, and Emma Snosa won Olympic gold in 2008. Um, so I have to say they're, they're a front runner. Um, and Great Britain is doing really well. Um, they have two men that are dominating the circuit and a female is doing really well. Um, but, I mean, there's, the U.S. has lots of strong athletes, um, especially in the non-drafting side. And um, our team, I think, is looking really well for, for London. And we have Olympic trials coming up here in just a couple weeks. Okay. Now, you, so. you have the Olympic trials coming up for London. You have the Lifetime Chicago Triathlon on August 28th. Isn't that a lot of triathlons in a short time? It is, but it's, it's actually quite spaced out um, compared to earlier and later in the year. Um, it, London is my main focus for the year. I, I really am hoping to qualify for the Olympics, and that way I can focus on August 2012 and not have to focus on qualifying in May of next year. So if that happens, great. If not, I'll refocus. Um, but, yeah, honestly, um, I'll have three weeks in between uh, London and Chicago, which is a decent amount of time. Anything less than three weeks is tough, but um, I, I feel I'll be able to get back in the U.S., kind of relax, regroup, regroup, refocus, and then focus on the last half of my year, which is the Chicago Triathlon, and then um, there's actually the finale for the Race to the Toyota Cup Series on October 2nd in Dallas, and um, there's a high V Triathlon in Iowa in September. Um, there's a lot. There's World Championships in Beijing the next weekend. For, and then there's also Pan American Games in Mexico in October. Do you have a private so, jet? Uh, Did you have a private jet to go to all these places? Uh, my husband, uh, he likes to play the lottery every week. And if he wins, that's what he wants to get <laughs> is a private jet so we can fly around to all these places. It's, it's a pretty insane schedule. But I have cut back on my international travel this year. I've only traveled overseas once so far this year. I raced in Pittsfield, Austria in June. And I, my body feels so much better this year, not having traveled as much internationally. I've raced more in the U.S., and it's just been the best decision. And I'm you know, not focusing on the World Championship Series because it was 
so much travel and only focusing on just going to Olympics and also focusing on the race to the Toyota Cup Series. Is there one part of the competition that you like more than the others or detest more than the others? One part of the competition that I like the finish line. <laughs> I meant of the That's three of the three elements. <laughs> of the three elements. Uh, you know, um, open water swimming has always been a strength for me. So um, it, it's a confident booster for me knowing that I, I've been able to get out in front and exit the water with, with a lead typically. So that always sets up for for nicely going into the race. Um, but there's different aspects about each part um, that, that I like. If I had to pick um, my strength, it's probably this one. You don't swim in shark-infested waters. We had a triathlete here a couple weeks ago, and she was swimming to Alcatraz. I said, are you crazy? There's sharks in that water. Yep, <laughs> there are. Um yeah, we will, we summon anything and everything. Um, I, when I'm swimming in the ocean, not in the Chicago River. Not, <laughs> no, not, not in Chicago. But um, when I'm swimming, um, you know, in, in Florida or in, in the Pacific Ocean, uh, I, I try not to think about it. I, I, I am a little nervous in the warm up for the race. It's just you out there by yourself. But then once the gun goes off and you're racing with all the other women, you, you don't think about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not nervous at all in Chicago um, or in, you know, Minnesota, or in the lake, uh, except for um, Florida. It was a new experience this year. What did Normally, you ever watch, out, watch out for the alligators. Yeah, um, everyone's talking about the gators. And um, we didn't see any gators except for uh, we were swimming close to shore, and the next day, we saw a gator right where we were swimming. So that was a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. Well, that'll get you to swim a little bit faster, won't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I'll have to maybe keep keep some a knife on me, like stick a knife down my suit, and then if I see a gator, I can, you know, Like Crocodile myself. Dundee. <laughs> exactly. I think I'll have to add another, another sport, a martial art uh, to to brave the Florida lake. I'll tell you what, my kids just gave me some news yesterday. They were uh, singing that London Bridge is falling down, so be careful in London if you go on that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there. I feel like there's always something to, to think about. I mean, that's the great thing about um, triathlon. We're racing in, in big cities, and there's typically a challenge always along the way, and I think um, that's it's to be a competitive triathlete, you have to be mentally tough and just to be able to overcome all the different challenges that you're going to face. Is there a prime age for a triathlete? Well, typically, um, people say that your peak for endurance sports is in your early 30s. So that's kind of exciting. I'm, quote, unquote, possibly entering my peak. But I think it, it depends on the individual, and it depends on your background and when you started and your training so, but I'm feeling great right now. My um, training has been going really well the past few weeks, so I'm very excited for trials coming up and for Chicago and the rest of the season. Thank you very well, much. Well, I see you guys racing. Thank you very much, Sarah, for your time, and good luck. I hope to see you in the Olympics next year. Thank you, and I hope to see you guys on the start line at the Chicago Triathlon. As long as we're not running, we'll oh, yeah. be at the finish line. As long as all we have to do is watch, you got a chance. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. That was triathlete Sarah Haskins.
I'm just tired just thinking about all the stuff she does, running, swimming, biking. Any of those would wipe me out. Or even just thinking about any of those would wipe me out. And I'm scared. I mean, these guys, are, these girls are all swimming in shark-infested waters with alligators and sharks. Maybe they use shark repellent. Who knows? <laughs> We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have on legendary sportscaster Vern Lundquist. You're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spader with my co-host, Elliot Harris.